the editor-in-chief of the Cornell Review, a correspondent for Campus Reform, a young scholar at Cornell University. He hosted a talk show that broadcast to 20 million people. He's a best-selling author, and he's just getting started. The one, the only, Joe Silverstein. Welcome to this bonus edition of the Joe Silverstein podcast. And today we're going to be answering some listener questions. Let's get right into it. George asks, do you have any aspirations of running for office? At least locally, please say yes. George, I'm honored you would ask that question. And if I felt the country needed me and I felt the circumstances were right for me, I would certainly consider that. And that being said, I think I would do a great job. I think I would do an excellent job. If I were to run, I would win. And if I won, I would be one of the greatest of all time in any capacity. Dylan asks, what are your thoughts on universal basic income? And do you think lowering the poverty rate equals lowering the crime rate? Yes, lowering the uh, poverty rate does absolutely equal lowering the crime rate. But the question is, how do we lower the poverty rate? I don't support UBI, universal basic income, because it's a redistributive policy that involves a lot of government intervention. It will require taxes to be raised because the money can't just be printed and it's not just going to be covered by raising taxes on the wealthy. Taxes are also going to have to be raised on the middle class. And I'm for people keeping what they earn as opposed to federal income taxes being raised and other forms of taxation being raised. It's something that if you just keep printing money, it's not going to be worth anything. We see it even now in the coronavirus pandemic. We see the government wrote checks, $600 to each person, and people are still more unhappy than they have ever been. Uh, people are still facing economic despair because their businesses are closed. And of course, on a separate note, you also have the issue more generally of UBI, of it causes laziness. If you're just going to give people free money for doing nothing, uh, in addition to causing inflation, it's going to cause laziness because why should somebody work if they could get paid the same amount to do nothing? It's the same problem in many cases uh, with unemployment, and we're seeing it now. It's not a rational decision for people to go back to work and to be paid less money than they would from staying home. So generally, no, I'm totally against UBI. I think there's other ways to confront and solve the problems that the middle class faces and to confront and solve future problems like automation. Hudson asks, what is my opinion of Madison Cawthorn? Will you ever run for Congress? I think Madison Cawthorn is great. I think he's an inspirational person. It's an inspirational story. And it's good to see someone very young, 24 years old, um, that's going to probably get elected to Congress. So I'm happy to see it. And congratulations to him on securing the Republican nomination. It's a great thing for the future of the conservative movement. Will I ever run for Congress? Time will reveal all. We shall see. Uh, with the grace of God, perhaps... I will one day seek public office, but that's certainly no guarantee. And if I run, I'll win. And if I win, I'll do a great job. So certainly that's something, if the circumstances were right, again, if the time were right, and most importantly, if I felt the country needed me to do it, I would consider doing it. Jacob asks, what are my thoughts on voting by mail? So you're referring to, I'm assuming, massive scale mail-in voting as opposed to the what we have now, which is absentee uh, voting. And I think it, you know, creates a lot of problems, to be honest with you. It's something that could lead to fraud. It's something that there's already with the absentee ballots. The Heritage Foundation put together a great report documenting the problems with it uh, as it stands now. And to think that we could successfully scale that program to the 120 million people that are going to be voting in November in this short span of time or in any span of time, uh, I'm not so confident in the government's ability to do that. I think it'll lead to increased fraud. I think it'll lead to a potential 
delegitimization of the process of the electoral process and I don't support a massive scale mail-in ballot. I think it's time for the country to return to work in a smart way in a way that is as safe as possible. But that being said, if people could participate in political activities, if people are willing to go in the streets and protest for BLM and protest for on our side, on the right side, reopening the country, I think that at this point we should all be as safe as possible and go ahead and vote. I think that's something that's very important to do it in person. Will asks, how do you suggest we inspire young conservatives and politicians alike to take charge? Well, certainly just by speaking out and by setting the example and speaking out in classrooms, on college campuses, in our publications, in essays for school, whatever the case may be. So certainly by being vocal ourselves, you'll inspire others to speak out as well. Uh, in addition to that, we want to look at systemically changing the universities. Why is it that liberals outnumber conservatives 12 to 1 in the universities? We have to look into that. Perhaps we should look at tying funding uh, in terms of a legislative thing, we should look at tying funding to the universities to a proportionate amount of liberals and conservatives on the faculty. Because right now there's hardly any conservatives in academia and the few that exist are getting targeted. We see it with Cornell Law School's Professor Jacobson. We've seen it with professors across the country. So we have to take back the universities to take back the country and we will take back the universities. Lastly, Jay asks, am I anti or pro minimum wage? I support the minimum wage as an economist, as many other economists say, I don't love it. I think that it's an artificial price fix from the government. It's something that, you know, it interferes with the market. So do I love it? No. Would I advocate for getting rid of it? No. But at the same time, I see there's a lot of flaws with it. And we all understand that, that there's a lot of flaws with it. So there's the answer. And we certainly shouldn't raise it. Look at Bernie. Bernie supported raising the minimum wage and he raised it for his own campaign to set an example. And he had to cut hours and he had to cut back on staff for the campaign. So it just goes to show you the minimum wage actually hurts more people than it helps because it limits employment. I think it's best when the free markets decide the value of labor. And if someone doesn't feel they're getting their fair share, they're not getting paid what they should be getting paid. They should find a different business to work for. They should start their own business. Uh, would I, again, would I support getting rid of the minimum wage? No, because we've lived with it for this long and there's unions and et cetera, et cetera. And I think there are some positives to it, but I don't support uh, raising it. That's for sure. I support actually building real wealth and building jobs that aren't low income, middle wage, uh, that aren't minimum wage jobs, but jobs that will help grow the middle class and help grow the economy and grow GDP per, uh, per capita and really help people and raise the median wages. That's what we have to do. We need to raise the median wages naturally through the free markets. We don't need to raise the minimum wage because that's counterproductive and it hurts the workers. Thanks so much for listening everyone to this bonus episode of the Joe Silverstein podcast. And tune in next week. Thanks for listening to the Joe Silverstein podcast. Visit www.joesilverstein.com and follow Joe on Twitter at SilversteinUSA. Visit www.thecornellreview.org to keep up with breaking news, our latest articles, and more. Like the Cornell Review on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. God bless America.